You're on Energy Groove Radio. We're live around the world from energy-groove.com on TuneIn and iHeartRadio. Now, New York City's electro wonder kid Bryce, a.k.a. Mind Chatter, has just dropped his first single lifted from a debut album. It's called Scared to Go Home. He's also released a very mind-bending video clip for it. Uh, He joins me on the line now via Skype. Bryce, a.k.a. Mind Chatter, welcome to Energy Groove. Thanks for having me. Tell me about Scared to Go Home. It's a beautiful track. Thank you. Yeah, Scared to Go Home, um, lyrically, it comes from, basically, I was at a, uh, I was out in New York, and I was sort of having a feeling that I think a lot of us have, which is looking around. I was at a nightclub, and I was realizing that I was just kind of like smelling the loneliness in, in the air, which can kind of be the case sometimes. And I think there's kind of a depressing side to to nightlife. And that's what this song tackles lyrically. Um, and then it is the first kind of hip hop, trappy pop style that I've written. And so it was sort of an experiment for me there. And I just uh, really had no idea how people would react to it. And I think so far, I think people are connecting with it. So it's 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 great to see. Well, look, I think we're all um, connecting with it lyrically because we, as you said, we do uh, relate to that sense of not wanting to go home at any point, whether it is when we're going out or, you know, whether it is when we're, I don't know, uh, in a weird situation where we just don't want to go back to our own places, um, you know, especially when you live by yourself, uh, it can be quite lonely. Yeah, exactly. And that's where that the line is, the title now, Scared to Go Home. That kind of popped into my head. I could just see it in people's eyes. Like everyone's just scared to go home alone. Yeah. And I think it's, it's something that we've all really experienced at some point in our lives. So I've been trying to kind of capture it in a song for a while. What is it for you about, I guess, ending the night going home alone that concerns you so much? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Well, to be clear, when I was writing it, it was really more seeing it in other people's eyes sure. and sort of just feeling it in the air and in my friends' eyes and people that I love and, and just kind of the desperation of people trying to connect. It's uh, it, it's just, it, it really interests me. And so I, I, cause I think it's something that in every culture where around the world, we all share it. So yeah, well, I mean, I don't, I don't think it was necessarily coming from a place of loneliness for me. It was more like I, I could see it that night, and then I woke up the next morning, and that song was pretty much on my laptop. This is going to, well, I guess it's the first taste from a forthcoming album. Tell us about the album, and you know, how far along in the the process are you with making it? The album, luckily, is pretty much finished. There's just, I'm always tweaking and changing things around. So I'll pretty much be nitpicking until the label's like, all right, you got to send it. But for the most part, the, the the bulk of it is finished. And it's really all over the place in terms of style and genre, which is what I love. And it, it I think it really reflects the different inspirations that I've had. Like, I listen to all types of music. I don't connect very much with albums necessarily as a format. And maybe that's kind of a generational thing. I know my parents have their kind of set albums that they would take with them on an island and they'd be totally set. But for me, the album format is not something I've always connected with. And I'm kind of trying to 
create a little more variation. And so it's almost sort of like a mixtape. It's a playlist, maybe. It covers really a lot. There's some acoustic tracks. There's some dance tracks. I think it, it's me trying to capture my entire range. So we'll see. It's an experiment. How long have you been working on it? Well, some of these songs are like three years old, which is wow, kind of exciting because of, of the, you know there's some songs that I thought maybe they would never see the light of day, but they just work in the album. And then obviously some of them I wrote within the last month. So it's, I mean, I've been making music for a really long time. And this is, most of the music has been made in the last six months. But it is kind of me pulling together ideas from a really long time. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask you when you started making music, because, I mean, you seem like a pretty young guy. So just tell me about, I guess, where your interest for music came from. Yeah, I'm 25 and I've been producing since I was probably 15. Wow. And I've just been, it started from the drums actually. I grew up playing the drums. My mom was a singer, so I did kind of have a musical household. And eventually, it was after a sports injury. I, I used to be obsessed with sports. Sports injury to my shoulder eventually downloaded. I couldn't go to uh, like training for that summer so I had to download you know find something else to do stumbled upon logic and then just kind of got obsessed with logic and I've been with my headphones on making beats ever since like the last 10 years so it's definitely been a while it's been a long journey and as for the songwriting it happened more recently I went to a school um, three years ago it was a a one-year music production program called Icon Collective in LA and there they actually made you write songs, which I didn't know when I was going into it. I didn't know that I'd have to hand in songs with just piano and my voice. And I didn't sing at all. I didn't really write lyrics. So that aspect of it is a lot newer. So what, um, just on, back on the sport thing, uh, what sport did you play? I was big into soccer. I mean, I played all of it. Soccer. Um, lacrosse, football. My grandpa was actually a professional football player. Really? Fun fact. So yeah, my my dad's side of the family is a pretty big sports family. So I was set on being like a pro athlete, as is every other you know thirteen year old kid. <laughs> and it obviously uh, took a turn, different turn. So. Well, it sounds like you throw yourself uh, pretty much a hundred percent into whatever you're doing. Yeah, maybe. I, I think that could be. A, a correct analysis. I've never really looked at it like that, but yeah, I, I can become very, very focused when the time comes. I think tunnel vision is, it can be a gift and a curse. Yeah, that's it. I mean, making an album uh, must be a, a, an incredibly rewarding process, but also one of frustration because a lot of creatives, especially musicians that I speak to, can never really finish something or, or call something finished. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the hardest part of the process, I think, because nothing is ever really finished. It's always just you get it to a point where you can show someone without cringing too hard. And I think <laughs> and then, then it's finished. At least that's sort of the test that I do. And so, you know, I mean, there's songs that I listen to that are out that I know that I would change around. So that's the ultimate question is when is the song finished? And yeah, it can be stressful at times. 
Yeah, what was it like? I mean, what what is it like showing these songs that you're putting together for the album to various people? Um, in particular, the the label that you're with, how are they reacting? The label is super supportive, and they kind of had heard a lot of it before I even teamed up with them. Okay. So they they kind of knew what they were getting into from the start. They knew that they had heard what was out and then they had heard the unreleased and were like, whoa, this is, there's a lot of different stuff here. And they were into it. And that's what excited me the most. They were, they were into the acoustic stuff. And, you know, I think when it comes to showing people, it can actually be a mistake showing the wrong person at the wrong time. And that's something I've always been very wary of. Um, I think it's good once you've called something finished to get feedback but feedback can only take you so far. And if something is still in the works, then, you know, I think it's best to kind of just go on your own gut as opposed to relying on other people's feedback. Yeah. Have you had that experience before where you've shown someone a little bit too early and it's kind of deflated you about the the track or, or changed the direction of the track? Yeah, totally. I mean, it's ha- it happened for so many years, all the time. I'm, so many songs I, I think would be thrown out. It's hard to, it's very important to have the discernment to recognize what is wrong with the track as suppo- and what you don't like with the track as opposed to just not liking the track as a whole and throwing it out, which is something that I think we all struggle with. And, you know, if you don't have that and if you show it to someone and they're like, yeah, I don't really like this, then you they'll probably convince you that you don't like it either. So I think that's the danger with it. Mm, Absolutely. Now you've released a video clip for Scared to Go Home, which is crazy. Uh, It's, I'm I'm assuming it's like a 3D animated uh, visualizer situation. Tell me about the music video and how it came about. (laughs) Yeah, we're just bugging people out with these visuals. It's hilarious. (laughs) It, It was made by a really talented animator um in switzerland his name is Kay, and we linked up just on instagram he was sending me videos that he was making of my of my music and i was like you should really try and make something full length for this next single and i think he did a really good job with it it it, i think it captures the the sort of feeling of of the track in a really abstract way we didn't want to go down the road of picking out certain lyrics and then very literally describing them, you know, with imagery, we wanted to kind of make it more abstract. One of the scenes is it's sort of meant to make you feel like you're being trapped in a club where there's people <laughs> on all different surfaces. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but the, yeah. they're, they're yeah. on the walls and the, and the ceiling and they're all dancing in harmony. And it, it, it is very, yeah, like you said, mind bending. Yeah, it's bizarre. Now, the lyric video also has a little animated situation going. So tell me about that as well. Yeah, I like to play with animation like pretty much as, as much as possible. When I perform, I also have full animation being projected behind me for the, the entire time. So that's something that I, I think is a big part of, of uh, the project. And the lyric video is was done by the person who does my artwork, Simon, who's done you know my logo, and he's kind of the creative director of the whole project. He's been there from the start, so it's just it's just a really simple way to bring the album cover alive, mm. essentially. 
You mentioned that you do have a visual aspect to your live performance. Um, what can we expect to see from the, well, when it, when you can p- perform live, um, when you release the album eventually, yeah. what, what are you planning there visually? Um, so we already have, we'll definitely want to get back to the drawing board and come up with new content for the album and who knows how long it will be until we can actually do this. But we already have a lot of, I've done only five shows so far. And uh, amongst those shows were some really big ones. Like I, I did like one for 3000 people and stuff. And so we've used these animations, I think only to their kind of, they haven't been used to their full potential. I think we can get a lot more use out of them. I think more people need to see them. So we have a lot of animations in the bank that I think are very mind chatter and complement the music and people will like. And so we, we're not working from scratch here, but we do the, the visuals of the album will be a really big part. And so we're still kind of working on that at the moment. Obviously, we're in very strange times at the moment, and you are in New York, which I believe was hit quite hard um, by the pandemic um, in the US. So tell me about this time, and has it been a bit of a blessing in disguise in one hand because you can focus on getting this album out? Yeah, it kind of is, and that's what everyone expects. Um, But at the same time, I think because there's that pressure where it's like, all right, this is the time where I have no distractions. I can really get to work. It, it, it can be kind of hard in a way and, and not being able to just get even a couple days a week of seeing your friends and family, it can be really tough. I mean, it's very easy to get sucked too much into your work. And I think there's a little bit of that going on and you can kind of block yourself creatively. So, Yes, I'm definitely kind of grateful. I'm first of all grateful to not to just be doing this and to not have, you know, a job that is more affected by the pandemic, but uh, I'm also it's kind of difficult to just like put it all aside and just put my head down and make music. Mm. And I think a lot of even, you know, all around the world, the writers are right now expected to write their next book. The musicians are expected to have this sort of creative outburst. But I don't know, it doesn't always happen like that. And I'm not so sure that's what's happening. Um, Probably not what's happening with me at the moment. But my creativity is it's always impossible to pin down. It's, it's up and down. It's, I'm constantly experimenting. So it's, I I work fast sometimes and slow other times. So who knows tomorrow, tomorrow's a different day than today, regardless of what's going on outside. Now we were chatting earlier that people seem to be getting uh, out and about a little bit more uh, in New York. What's the mood there like at the moment? Honestly, it's a nice day out. It's Memorial day. It's a holiday here. And the spirits seem very high right now. Like I've seen more people outside than I've seen in this neighborhood probably ever. Um, I was at the park earlier. It's packed. All the bars are serving out of their window and their front door. I don't know if that's the same for where you're at. But since the bars aren't open yet, they're not allowed to serve people inside. But they're still serving people out on the streets. So which is usually illegal. But it's kind of a new thing here. And. Yeah, you wouldn't really know it apart from the fact that everybody's wearing masks. Um, yeah, I think people are are starting to kind of, you know, get cabin fever and not being able to 
be locked in their room for any any longer. Absolutely. Well, it sounds like a lovely day uh, for you to enjoy, and I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with me, especially on on um, essentially a public holiday. So, thank you, Bryce, aka Mind Chatter. Scared to go home is out now. Thanks for your time. Thanks a lot.